Hey everyone, it's me, Ian Shapira, and you are listening to Politics Explained. Today is our special solar eclipse episode, so make sure to buy all that solar eclipse Politics Explained merch. Uh, I, for one, have been merching up, not on wielders masks or, or eclipse goggles or anything like that. No, I don't have any of that, uh, but I can tell you... Um, any of you planning on checking out the eclipse remember that it begins in the continental united states or at least for the continental united states it's going to start up in oregon and then stretch diagonally to the south east uh, as it makes its way now for a lot of places there will be uh, only a partial solar eclipse right so there will not be a totality of the moon covering up the sun uh, and you know at that point in those few amounts of places where there is a total solar eclipse uh, that is when for just those few seconds it is safe with the naked eye to look up but please do not unless you're a hundred percent sure that you're in one of those places um, I, I know that losing your eyesight and damaging your retinas isn't going to change whether or not you actually look Listen to this audio podcast, um, but I still love you and respect you and respect your eyes. You got two of them. Don't let either one go to waste. Anyway, I've been preparing for the solar eclipse. I've jo joined like a, a, a dozen cults. Um, I have all my robes ready. I'm going to put them all on because, you know, one of those eclipse cults has to be right, right? I'm playing the numbers here, right? It's like I'm going to Vegas, but except with uh, slot out slot machines and uh, dice. I'm rolling the metaphorical dice with cults and solar eclipses. <laughs> Some would say that politics is a cult, and um, even fewer would say that that was a good transition. So let's go to Trump Tweets Explain here for our solar eclipse episode. Hey there everyone, I'm Ian Shapiro and you're listening to Politics Explained. Let's get to Trump Tweets Explained. So we have a few Trump Tweets Explained to catch up with over the weekend. There were protesters in Boston, right? So there was another white supremacist Nazi free speech rally of sorts. Uh, looks like the turnout this time for the uh, you know, original ralliers was a lot lower than the anti-protesters. Uh, so it was mostly on the onus of the anti-protest uh, ralliers and, and, you know, their, um, I'd say their leadership and also Boston law enforcement to make sure that violence did not break out. We have a lot of heartwarming stories uh, about how they were able to keep uh, the whole area mostly uh, peaceful. Of course, all of this was overshadowed with a particular tweet that Donald Trump tweeted out saying, our country, our country, uh, I guess that's going to be totally on par with what I say next. Our great country has been divided for decades. Sometimes you need protest in order to heal and we will heal and be stronger than ever before. Now that probably sounds like a fairly coherent Trump tweet as Trump tweets go. However, it was about the third or fourth tweet where Trump was continually revising his wording and trying to spell the word heal correctly. For a long time, he had sometimes you need protest in order to H-E-E-L and we will H-E-E-L. 
Of course, finally, the one posted is H-E-A-L, meaning to treat or to help another or to um, absolve oneself of a bodily or mental injury. However, that Trump tweet is more of a meme and less of real consequence. However, we go just a little bit further and Donald Trump tweets, Heading back to Washington after working hard and watching some of the worst and most dishonest fake news reporting I have ever seen. Here Donald Trump is referring to the news media on his Saturday to Monday to Tuesday flip-flop, uh, basically incoherent uh, opinion-orama on the Charlottesville white supremacist, Nazi white nationalist, alt-right rallies. Here's how everything played out. On Saturday, while Charlottesville was going on, uh, individuals critiqued Trump for not going after white supremacists and Nazi and alt-right groups by name. He then on Monday had a more formal, organized, pre-written statement where he condemned these groups a bit more boldly. Uh, you know, people still attacked him for not being fast enough to draw on these condemnations, to which Trump then tweeted, no one will ever be happy no matter what I do. Then on Tuesday, he walked back those comments looking like he was taking his original Saturday position that there was violence and hate and there was blame on many sides. On many sides when Nazis were involved. Today, Donald Trump of course tweets that there was honest fake news reporting on this whole conundrum. However, most of the six or seven or ten sources that I checked out all had their stories accompanied with the actual, you know, you know, 7, 10, 23 minute videos uncut, unedited of Trump's remarks in response to reporters' questions. I mean, that that's it's hard to say that something is dishonest fake news reporting when they're not doing as much of crafting the narrative of just saying what happened on these live videos that you were the star of. Uh, so a little bit of editorial, but really important one right there. Donald Trump has a few more tweets attacking fake news, but also a United States Navy ship, the USS John S. McCain, has gone missing. Some individuals are dead and search and rescue efforts are underway. The USS John S. McCain collided with a merchant vessel off the east coast of Singapore on August 21st. And before any of the more superstitious of you blame this event on the upcoming total solar eclipse, I can tell you that a tragedy like this happened earlier this year with a US ship in the same area. For more on eclipses and Trump tweets explained, you're listening to Politics Explained. I'm Ian Shapiro. There's a lot of headlines coming out that are really excited about the solar eclipse. There are even more headlines that are excited about the solar eclipse because it potentially means we can all take a break from politics. Because obviously, there could possibly be a connection between a solar eclipse and politics. Well, you'd be wrong, because some people just find a way. There's an astrologer and author named Stephanie Iris Weiss. In her line of work, she reads the movements of the sun, the moon, the stars, and other cosmic 
figures, and she has a few pieces of insight for American politics, and particularly about the current resident of the United States White House, President Donald J. Trump. First off, astrologers tend to believe that the landmass that eclipses occur over are going to have an effect on that landmass or continent. Well, today we're going to see an eclipse over the American landscape, so we're calling it the Great American Eclipse. Eclipses generally are seen as a pretense for something dark, scary, sinister, at least unknown. And the act of the sun disappearing from the sky in earlier cultures was a very scary occurrence. So it's not hard to see how eclipses, you know, over time have gotten an association with negative or bad things happening. The sky turns dark during the day. That's a pretty bad sign. Now here's where President Trump falls in. Now make sure you're following me. Now, if eclipses mean something, then we need to have a way of knowing what they mean. Now this eclipse is happening during what's called the Leo season. And in previous Leo eclipses, the eclipse has been connected to the fall of kings. Huh? Huh? So there you have it, indisputable proof that Donald Trump is going to fall today. Maybe he'll trip, maybe he'll his foot will hit a root and he'll stumble over like we all have when we're younger or even yesterday when we weren't looking. Um, but he probably won't die or get impeached today. Anyway, that's all I have for right this moment. Now, I didn't buy any kind of solar eclipse glasses, but I was told that you could make a viewing device out of a cereal box. So if you'll excuse me, I need to go eat three-fourths of a box of Honey Nut Cheerios. And then we'll get back to the politics. Hey everyone, it's me, Ian Shapiro, your host for Politics Explained. I just finished one bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios, and I cannot eat another bite. So, sorry solar eclipse, maybe I'll go out and do laundry to experience the dampening of the sun's rays without actually looking at you. Uh, I do need to do laundry today. Uh, but hey, we're going to talk about Steve Bannon's removal. I know, yeah, White House Chief Strategist and, uh, you know former editor of Breitbart News, who's now back at uh, the publication or the online publication. I actually don't know if they have anything in print. Anyway, we'll be talking about kind of the tension between him uh, more the and also the globalist wing of the Trump administration, talk about some of the internal politics of that entire dismissal, um, you know, when uh, Bannon was actually dismissed, right, get some of these stories straight that are going on in social media. So that's probably what the story's going to be on tomorrow, unless like something crazy happens, which it might because of the solar eclipse. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with Politics Explained tomorrow. Hope you enjoyed the show, our Solar Eclipse Edition. You are listening to Politics Explained, the Solar Eclipse Edition. I'm Ian Shapiro.